Well, hey, everyone, welcome to Blackhawk Church Online. And uh, online family, so good to be with you all again. And if, if this is the first time that you are watching here, my name's Matt. If I haven't met you, I'm one of the pastors on the teaching team here. And uh, we're so glad that you're taking time to be with us today. So for everyone tuning in, also, uh, welcome to the first ever Blackhawk at the Movies Sunday. Look, we decided as a teaching team that since we were doing this summer camp series based on spiritual practices, that it could be fun to try something a little different and to have an experiment that we would do where we would do our preaching based on a couple of movies that we see. So our messages over two different weeks are going to be on different movies that we see. So FYI, these messages, yeah, they're going to feel very different from anything we've ever done here at Blackhawk before. I mean, look, this is an experiment. And so we're trying something unique this week and one other week during the summer. But we just thought, well, one of the things you do at summer camp is you watch movies. And so we are taking cultural stories and pulling out of them the biblical story, you know, biblical truths. I mean, think about it. Some of the best stories within our culture today, well, they happen through movies, right? And who doesn't love a good story? I mean, uh, like people have loved stories in our world really as long as there have been people. And uh, back when Jesus was walking the planet, he understood this idea. And so, so many of his most famous teachings happened within stories that he told of, of, of things that he saw within culture back then. Like he would say things like, you know, consider the lilies of the field. <laughs> See, my guess is that like in these moments, like he could have been walking along and pointing to lilies that he saw on the side of the road. Like Jesus was just a master storyteller. And so we think of his stories now as scripture, but back then when Jesus was telling them, they were just stories based upon the culture of the day that he was in. And he used them to help people understand really biblical theological truths. Well, what we want to do on these At The Movie Sundays is to take a look at stories in our world that point towards truth that we see in God's word. And so, look, these aren't Christian movies per se, but when we stop to look at them, like we can actually find deep biblical truths within the stories. You know, doing this actually, it teaches us a good practice. For so many of us, like when we watch things on a screen, we kind of do it passively. We just sort of watch it. But I think it's actually so much more productive like to watch material actively, like thoughtfully. And, and by that, I mean like that we're, we're looking for godly principles of truth within whatever it is that we're consuming. So that like, that's what we're really going to try to do today. So this past Friday night at all of our sites and venues for anyone who wanted to come out, we, we watched a, a movie together. So we look at our sites, we had free popcorn and snacks and drinks and all of those things. And uh, we watched these movies together. And it was a great chance to come out and do something different on a Friday night, a great place to invite friends. For some of you, it may have been the first time that you've ever come through the doors of any of our churches. And so now today you're back for us on this, back with us on this particular Sunday and we're excited you're here, welcome back. And you're probably kind of interested to see what we're going to talk about. 
And the movie that we watched together this past Friday uh, was the 2017 film Wonder from the famous children's book by R.J. Palacio. Some of you, I'm guessing, potentially have had to read this or your kids have had to read it. So in elementary school. Now, uh, if you didn't make it to the movie night or if you haven't seen the movie or haven't read the book, it's okay, don't worry. You are going to be able to follow along. But let me be honest, I want to encourage you to get the movie and watch it, download it, do whatever you have to do to take it in and take it in with friends or as a family. It's a really good movie. It doesn't matter what age you are, what stage of life you're in. If, look, if you're in an age where you are watching sermons, then you are at an age where you're going to appreciate this movie. But realistically today, if you haven't seen it, a little bit of a spoiler alert, I'm going to tell a lot about the movie right now. So you may actually wanna hit pause right now on this service and just go watch it now. Look, as the pastor, I'm giving you full permission to do that. Click pause on me and go take in the movie and then come back and finish the service later. Go for it, we're not gonna be offended. Or you can watch my message now and take in the movie after. That's totally fine too. Look, whatever works best for you. My hope is if you haven't watched the movie yet or read the book, that after the service is over, watching the movie, well, hopefully it's gonna be something that you do like today. So now, here's the thing. Due to copyright laws, what we can do at our sites and venues in comparison to what we're allowed to show from the movie online is different. So the sermon that you're hearing now online, well, it's going to be created specifically for our online family. And, and you're actually going to, well, you get a little bit of something different. You get something that for people in person, they're not going to get to experience unless they watch online. It's an interview with a longtime Blackhawker who has been a longtime friend of mine that I'm super excited for you to hear from. But first, I wanna catch you up with the storyline of the movie. And regardless, to show you, well, the biblical principles that apply to all of our lives, which I think, it's going to be really evident as we dive into scripture for a bit together. And the main passage of scripture that we're going to be looking at today actually is in the New Testament in the book of 1 John, 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. It says this, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Look, what I want to do today is to dive into what this passage means through the lens of the main character of this story, an incredible little boy named Augie Pullman. So Augie was an elementary age boy who did not look like every other kid. 
Uh, having been born with all kinds of physical challenges, he had already in his short little life gone through 23 surgeries in order to be able to just do things like see, smell, hear, and eat correctly. But even with all the surgeries, well, he looked different from everyone else. And early on in life, because he looked different, most of the time when he was in public, he wore <laughs> an astronaut helmet just to cover up what did not look normal in comparison to other kids. Now, up to this point in his life, Augie has been homeschooled by his mom, but now his parents have made the decision to have him start going to school with all other students for the fifth grade. And for Augie, well, going to school and not wearing his helmet that masked his face, well, that absolutely petrifies him. That's really the overall premise of the movie. And so many people who saw this movie or read the book, they talk about how it impacted them. Look, everyone from elementary school students to adults. <laughs> now, as a pastor and someone who loves the power of a story and how it connects with people, like I've thought about why this story moves so many people. I think honestly, it's because in some way, regardless of what age we are, well, we're all some version of Augie. You see, like we're all insecure about something. It might be, it could be the way that you look, what I can't do or something that I'm not that I wish I was. Maybe you've struggled with not being smart enough in school or successful enough in life or rich enough or talented enough or pretty enough. I mean, we all have this stuff. And, and having people know about it, well, just like Augie, yeah, that can petrify us. You see, when we look at the overarching theme of this movie, this story is so much about fear. Fear of, of being truly seen and therefore not truly loved or accepted. So what do we do in the midst of our fear? Well, it seems we often do what our own version of Augie did. Like <laughs> we put on a helmet, we cover our insecurities, we mask it or we hide it, we try to disguise it. Or we might try to, compensate, you know, with, with parts of us that, that we don't like. It, it might be like <laughs> lots of makeup or you buy a lot of things. Maybe, maybe you only wear brand name clothes or you're trying to create an image of something that you think people will like, regardless if you do that in person or even like online social media. For me personally, growing up, man, one of my goals, I wanted to be liked by everyone. I, I had a deep fear of not being liked. And, and for whatever reason, I always feared that, man, people could see my faults and they wouldn't end up accepting me. So for years, I just put on a mask as the guy who was the life of the party anywhere that I went. You see, deep down, I feared that if, like, if people knew the real me, yeah, they wouldn't want to be around me. I'm guessing that maybe you feel something the same way in some part of your life. You may feel like there is something in your life that you have to mask. 
But the reality is you don't. Here's, here's the reality. God already knows you and he wants to help you take off the masks in life. Look, as the first day of fifth grade unfolds for Augie, Augie runs into well, some of his peers at school, classmates who, um, well, let's just say they make Augie feel less than. You know, bullies who try to make him feel that he needs to wear a mask. You know, in our own lives, we all have run-ins to people like this, haven't we? Like, it doesn't matter what age we are. We've run into people who might make us feel this way. But in the movie, Augie's mom, played by Julia Roberts, and in a way that she could only be as his mom, she asks Augie to take off his mask. And in the midst of his like tears and hurts, and she points him towards what is true about him, that he is valuable and loved and worth knowing. You know, we all have things that make us feel insecure or unworthy or inadequate. Some, some of them, okay, they're our fault. Some are not our fault. So, so regardless, what do we do about those things? Well, in many cases, we try to hide them. And, and, and we aren't the first people to do this. This goes all the way back to like the beginning of the Bible, the book of Genesis, Adam and Eve. You see, when we look at scripture, the first thing that Adam and Eve did when they ate the fruit from the forbidden tree in, in chapter three of Genesis, all the way back at the beginning in the Garden of Eden, the Bible says that they hid themselves. Uh, take a look for just a minute at Genesis three, verse eight, where it says this. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. See, Adam and Eve, they hid <laughs> because they were afraid. You see what we read here in this passage of them hiding to cover up that what they were ashamed of, this is exactly what we do. We cover up the things that we don't want people to see and then we live our lives behind a mask only letting people see what we want them to see. But then when we get alone with ourselves and we feel the clash between the mask and the person behind the mask, what we don't realize is that masks don't work. So, what, okay, if they don't work, what's the solution? Well, we need to understand that the first step in our healing comes when we get honest. We'll, we'll never find true freedom with the mask on. It, it happens when we take the mask off. And that's what happened to Augie. Look, his life began to change when he began to realize he could take off the mask and began to let some of his classmates in. And we see this in the story as, as Augie lets others in. Well, for the first time, he makes a friend. Meet Jack Will, Augie's new friend. Look, and if you notice, as you read the book or watch the movie, Jack wasn't scared or turned off by Augie's flaws. Jack just liked Augie for who he was, which is exactly what can happen when we have the courage to drop the masks in our life 
and to let people in. But okay, here's the reality. With transparency also comes risk. And that's what happened when Jack, well, he was dealing with his own insecurities. Even though he really loved Augie, his need to feel popular and to fit in drove him to do something that he would later regret. And without realizing that Augie was in the room, Jack says some mean things about Augie in order to fit in with some other kids. And it hurt Augie deeply. Look, many of us have had that feeling that Augie experienced, haven't we? Of, like we have had that feeling of being betrayed or let down by someone that we thought we could trust. My guess is that we all have stories in our life of experiences with people who we were in close relationship with. You know, when someone disappoints us, we have a choice to make. We can put the mask on with literally with everyone and go back into this hiding behind some type of helmet. You know, but, and that option, well, that can feel safe. But actually, like that is the worst thing that we can do. Although Augie was hurting, having a hard time trusting, he still left the mask off and was willing to let new friends in. Well, as we continue in the story, eventually Jack realizes what he has done and we see, come, we see Jack come to the place where he finally apologizes. And Augie actually has the opportunity to forgive him. And look, their friendship as the story continues goes on to be one of the key components to Augie's journey through that year at school. You see, we all need people, but the reality is we are going to hurt each other because we are imperfect people in a broken world. So for relationships really to thrive, there has to be this element of forgiveness. Look, Paul in the, in the book of Colossians in the New Testament in the Bible said it this way in Colossians chapter three, verse 13. He said, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Look, God's desire is for us to follow his example in the way that we forgive each other. Like in other words, in the same way that he forgave you and me, we should strive to forgive one another. Forgiveness is one of the ways that God shows his love for us. Like he is a forgiving God and he wants our lives to prosper. But we're not going to be able to do life alone. You see, by God's own design, he puts us in a community of other people. He calls that community the church. And his desire for the church is it to be really a family of people who are in each other's corner, there for one another. Look, in that passage that we started off with today in 1 John, John actually says in verse 11, dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. You see, remember, God wants to move in our lives, but we've got to take off the mask and let God do his work in us. So, how about it? Why, why not today? Like, why don't you let God give you a fresh start? Because he wants to speak into your life. 
in the passage that look, we've been looking at, this passage in 1 John, which I just encourage you to go and read more on your own later. John talks about God's love for us this way. He says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. See, newsflash, God loves you. He sent his son to die for you. Think about this. God made you in his image. You see, there is not a person who you and I come into contact with who was not made in the image of God. And that includes you. You see, we all have moments where we don't believe that statement. And in those moments, we feel this temptation to to go ahead and, and to put the mask back on. But I'm telling you, you are loved by God and made in his image. That is why he sent his son, Jesus. You know, when the story began, Agi, he constantly hid behind his mask. (laughs) But now with the mask down, he discovered that he was something special. (laughs) How about you? Imagine, just imagine the life you could live if you stopped trying to be someone else. And if you just simply embraced who God uniquely created you to be. Look, we all have marks in our lives. We, we all have a past, but, but every one of them can be used by God and healed and used by him in a good way. But there's only one person who can do that in us. There's only one who can make old things new. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians verses five, uh, chapter five, verse 17, he says, Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone and new life has begun. In other words, God doesn't exist just to forgive you. He wants to make you brand new and to use you in the world to help others see who he is. Look, at the end of this movie, a fifth grade graduation, there's a scene that honestly, well, it can make all of us a little bit misty-eyed. Augie finds out at the very end of the ceremony that he's won an award for being the most positively influential kid in the entire school. In other words, the student who has positively influenced the most of his peers in a school year. You got to watch this scene. I love this scene because it's a scene where Augie, think about this, comes full circle. I, think about it, he, he, at the beginning of the movie, he's too afraid to take off the mask, to be in public without ever wearing it. And now at the end, <laughs> well, he realizes the way that he has been used in the lives of everyone around him. And he stands in front of the entire school without any mask and without any fear. That passage of scripture that we began with in the book of 1 John, If you go to verse 18, it says this, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Now, for many of us, we hear a story like this and it's inspiring for us to live a different kind of a life. But what I wanna do for the last few moments that we have together 
is to give you a chance to hear the story of one of our longtime Blackhawk members who really in many ways lived Augie's story. I, I want you to meet a longtime friend of mine, a guy named Bill Schultz. Take a look at this for just a minute. It was 1954. I was nine years old and in love with the game of baseball. The only thing in the world I wanted was to make it on our little league team. I went through all the tryouts, hitting, fielding, throwing, and my friends told me I did a great job. The commissioner of the league walked up to me and my parents. Even though I could play well, he told me I could not be on the team because of my artificial leg. I could get hurt or hurt another player. I was devastated. It hurt like nothing before. One day I was on the field, and the next day I could only watch the game I loved through a chain-linked fence. Well, Blackhawk family, it is my privilege right now to introduce to you Mr. Bill Schultz. Bill, thanks so much for being here with us for a little bit. Thank you, Matt. What year did you and Kathy actually start attending Blackhawk Church? 1987, March. Okay. Man, unreal. Yeah, it's been a long time. A few weeks ago, when I was actually working on my outline for everything for this message, and you heard that we were going to be doing these at the movies Sundays, and heard that we were going to be to be doing the movie Wonder, you actually reached out to me uh, because this movie resonated with you pretty significantly. Yes, it did. Yeah. So can you tell us just a little bit, what was it for you that resonated with you and your story with this movie? Well, because I was uh, born with disabilities and going to school, uh, I had to go in, enter six different schools over a number of years because of my dad's job, but also level of of school, and I had to encounter those courtyard scenes, similar to Augie, as well as those classroom and log, uh, lobby scenes in the school. And it, it just, uh, when I first saw the movie a few years ago, my stomach just kind of just, you know, flipped a little bit and I got a little bit misty because I, I could definitely relate to how Augie was feeling. For those of you who maybe haven't seen the movie yet, there are multiple shots of whether it's uh, walking into school or in a hallway or in a classroom of everyone turning and looking at him because of the physical disabilities that he had. Yes. And that totally resonated. Oh, gosh. I mean, you feel like uh, there's 300 eyeballs on you and they're all got their mouth open or they're cowering away from you as if uh, you're going to give them a disease. I mean, it was definitely, a, that, that resonated a lot with me. What helped you get through that? Well, first of all, my parents, as in the movie, uh, he had great parents. Uh, and also, beginning in about fourth grade, I met uh, a guy in my neighborhood, Jimmy Emery, who uh, knocked on my door one day, uh, found out I liked baseball, and uh, we became very good friends. Uh, he was shocked to learn that I could actually throw a baseball, catch a ball, run. Uh, I kind of just overwhelmed him with showing him that I could do things, which led to uh, a long relationship, you know, growing up through high school. Uh, and then as, as he spread the word that, hey, Billy Schultz is a pretty good athlete, that friendship, which multiplied, was extremely important. Yeah. So now fast forward to, because I know you were, you were pretty into sports, baseball, football, basketball, 
And then you actually tried out for a basketball team that had a pretty significant impact on your life. Yeah, it was eighth grade. Uh, I had played with my friends on side in driveways and I wasn't very fast, but I could shoot. And so I decided to try out for junior high basketball. And the first day of tryouts, um, we did some shooting drills, dribbling drills, and I had a fantastic day of shooting. And um, the next day, the, the coach said, all right, now we're going to go to full court. And after about four or five up and down runs, I went over to the coach. I said, coach, uh, I, I probably can't keep up with this. It's okay. <laughs> and he said, you know, Bill, you're the type of kid that needs to be on a team and we need a student manager. So that led to ultimately being a student manager of three varsity teams in high school and two varsity teams in college. Wow. All just wonderful, wonderful experiences where I was, I was part of a team, you know, I wasn't. And so that just built up even more my self-confidence that, you know, I, I needed. And that led to really an Augie moment for you, like what we saw at the end of the movie with him up in front of a crowd. End of the year banquet, uh, all the athletes were recognized by team. Uh, and then the head athletic director got up and said, uh, I have a very special award to give uh, to uh, an outstanding young man for his positive influence on all of us and for how inspiring he's been to all of us. And I'd like to have you join me in congratulating Billy Schultz. And I had to walk about a hundred feet up to, to get it. And people were on their feet clapping. And uh, it, was, it was an emotional moment. And the biggest emotion was my parents were with me. It was a war, about a war this high. Mm. Uh, I, I just handed it to my parents. I said, thank you. It was, uh, it was a very emotional moment. I wanted them to know that this was, this was their, their award, not just mine. What made it so emotional for you? All the years that I grew up, my parents always allowing me to try and do things and giving me the, uh, um, the encouragement to uh, step out jump into things, get, get involved. They could have easily protected me. Uh, my mom was always scared to death that I was gonna hurt myself. But, you know, I had an aunt who was an athlete and she said to my mom, let him try, he can do it. You know, let him try. So what if he falls flat on his face? You know, he, he will feel better about it. <laughs> <laughs> if he so tried. it was a very emotional time when as I walked back to, to see my parents who were impacted by it. Mm. All right, Bill, so I want to jump up to 30,000 feet for just a minute. This entire journey that you have been on with your challenges and your disabilities, how has it affected your own personal walk with God? Well, as I got older, I feel like I, my dependence on him has gotten stronger and stronger. You know, as a kid, you feel like you're, you can do anything you want, and God ne doesn't necessarily come into your mind. But, you know, as I got into high school and college, uh, realizing that, uh, you know, I've got some major challenges here for a lot of reasons, uh, I needed to depend on him more and more. I couldn't move forward in my life all by myself. And I think God instilled in me that you need people in your life that will continue to encourage 
encourage you um, and be a supporter of you and to not isolate yourself or dwell into pity or whatever. Let's say that you're talking right now to someone, and there's a lot of us who would fall in this camp, who have that desire at times to hide behind a mask. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? Well, first of all, every one of us has a mask. It's not just because I have a physical disability. Many of all of us have mask insight that we can't see, but you know it's there. You can't overcome that insecurity on your own. Uh, and it, it's, uh, if you dwell in it too long, you're going to stop trying to, to get out of it. Hmm. If you let God into your, into your life, he will bring those people into your life. He will bring, he will get you into situations where you are encouraged, you are helped and so forth. God doesn't work on a direct basis many times. He works through other people. Hmm. The people that influenced me in my life. I didn't meet at church. I didn't meet directly. I, I, I mean, I, they all came from a relationship with someone else or where I got, I got involved in something and they came and befriended me. I'm 77 years old. I look back and no one could have orchestrated my life without him, without him in it. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's, uh, it's crystal clear to me. Yeah. You know, when you talk about with uh, relationships with people, that's so much of what we want to be here as a church, as a multi-generational church. And if you're new watching, that's something that we have a desire for, for everyone to be a part of the, the community here, not just to come to a service or just to watch a service online, but to be a part of something greater and uh, to be a part of the real community where you are seen and known and valued for who you are, that we all can grow in our own relationship with the Lord. So, well, Bill, thanks so much for taking time to be here and sharing some of your story. You know, it was so cool to hear Bill's story. I'm so glad that you all had a chance to get to know him a little bit and to hear some of his life. And remember, <laughs> people who were there at church, they didn't get to see that part. It's only for you guys. Hey, thanks again for joining us today for Blackhawk Online. I hope that this has been encouraging to you and uh, we'd love to get to know you. So again, if, if this is your first time or if you've been checking things out online for a while and you want to be in contact with us, man, fill out that online connection card and, uh, and we would love to be in touch with you to help you see, regardless of where you live, ways that you can connect in with our church. We'd love to get to know you personally and help you find some community, even in this online world. And if you're somewhere in the Madison or Dane County area, come to one of our sites and come check things out. We'd love to have you be a part of any of our sites and venues as, uh, as we move forward. So again, if there are ways that we can pray for you, reach out. We'd love to be in your life and uh, we'll get back to you as quickly as we can. So thanks again for being with us today. Let me close us with a benediction. And so may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Would the Lord turn his face to you and give you peace. Thanks again for being with us. We'll see you next week.